It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers Podcast. I am your host, Travis Hauser, PGA professional working here in Carlsbad, California. Just wanted to share a quick story with you to never give up because your next shot just might be your best one. Last week, I was playing golf and on a par five from 230 yards out, I hit the best three hybrid of my life, went in the hole for a double eagle and a double eagle is never even on my radar. And now I can say that I have made one double eagle or albatross. So you never know what is right around the corner for you, yourselves, or your junior golfers. Now, today we're going to hear how one mom really encourages her children to play golf starting at a young age and how she thinks it'll help them develop lifelong skills. She will also share what she has done to immerse young learners into different sports, activities, and education. That mom is my lovely wife, Bianca Hauser. Bianca, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Travis. Thank you for this warm introduction. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy to have you on here. Maybe it's a long time coming. But you know, I think we should do is we should go back and start even how you were introduced to the game of golf, because I think your story is quite interesting. And you can share how that all began with us. And then we'll get into some more details with the rest of this podcast. Oh, I'm sure you think that story is interesting. Um, well, so one day back in 2011, a guy I dated at that time took me to a driving range and told me to hit a ball with a golf club. So I did it, and he said that it was pretty good. Fast forward three years, and the same guy who just became my husband and a golf instructor introduced me to a group of three lovely ladies. They wanted to be good at golf, and so did I. Well, we played and practiced regularly and we became good friends. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. You know, I think one of the big things I've found, uh, not only just with junior golfers, but also with ladies, is that they really like to be social and they like to do things together. And I think group setting is really important. And I think that you clicked really well with those three ladies. And it's quite f fun to see how you three are still such good friends, which is really cool. So, you know, the next question I have for you, because it's not always the easiest thing. And I see this a lot with junior golfers. They struggle to learn from their parents. But also sometimes it's difficult to learn from your spouse. So why was it that you let me coach you and learn how to play golf? <laughs> um, because my husband is the only person that I let tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I <know> that's true. <laughs> from but... time to time. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, I like it that you don't over-instruct. Um, so your coaching style is just right for me. I'm not very good at understanding the physics of a golf swing and understanding what exactly is happening to my body when I'm swinging a golf club. And so for me, learning by doing works best. And I think the fact that you could um, create right environment uh, for me to to practice and to maintain my motivation was uh, was crucial. Yeah, I think that's, that's very kind of you to say that. I think that's a big thing. And even today with junior golfers, I think the experience is a really important thing. 
and creating a perfect environment or at least a positive environment for people to learn in, I think helps people really thrive. And I think that's something that I tried to administer in all of my classes, not only just for my group classes, but also my one-on-one. So I appreciate you saying that as well. You know, fast forward now, we've got two young boys. Why do you like golf? And why do you think it'll be good for our boys to learn as they grow up? I'll talk about myself first, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I like mostly about uh, golf is that it allows me to um, stay active and enjoy nature at the same time. Um, and when I was a teenager, I uh, used to play. Um, I used to play basketball uh, in middle school. I was on a team, and I had this experience when girls would pull each other's hair, pinch and push each other. And this experience made me personally never like sports that required being physically close to other players. So in that aspect, golf is just ideal for me. I guess you just have to stay far from other players then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) if if I want to stay safe, (laughs) I do have to stay far from other players. So it's it's just perfect. There's no other way in golf. So (laughs) it's ideal. Uh, And... um, I also like it. What I like about golf is that it's um, it's a very elegant sport and it's sophisticated and it requires proper etiquette. And here I'll move on to why I think it would be great. It's great for our kids to learn golf is that um, it teaches um, children some good life skills um, and by helping them understand that um if you want to play a game with other people, you have to follow some rules. And um, also golf helps discover um, the se- secret of self-improvement. And that is focusing on your own progress rather than comparing yourself to others. And believe it or not, I it also teaches children some academic skills, especially math and physics, in a fun, action-based way, which is very appealing to children. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a good way of summing it up. I haven't thought about in that much detail before, but I think it's totally true. So then if you if you were to look forward, if you could, okay, what would your goal for Dominic and Maverick be to get out of golf? Well, the answer to this question is extremely simple. So I probably won't talk too much about that because that's okay. um, I feel that as a parent, I should not have any elaborate goals for my children when it comes to their experience in sports or even other things that they're learning. One very simple goal that I have is to be able to provide them with, with opportunities to practice and, um, and play as long as they enjoy it and they want it. I also hope that they'll be capable of setting their own goals and have motivation to pursue them. So I feel that my job is just to make it a possible. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. And I think we have to sometimes keep that simple. And I think that might be something, Bianca, you have to look back and reflect on as they develop in golf or other sports or life in general, because I think having that type of perspective is very important and understanding that, you know, this is going to be their activity. They're going to get things out of it from the experiences that they have. And I think that we have to take it slowly and step by step and it's nothing that needs to be forced on them. And I think that's a great goal for them to have. Now with our oldest son, Dominic, he's only three going on three and a half at this point, but you know, he's been playing golf now for almost, well, I guess over two years now, hasn't he? And what do you think it's been that has made his experience in golf so positive up to this point? 
Well, I don't want to sound very biased. I think it's 100% me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's a big part of that. Um, No, I'm still biased. I think it's 100% you, Travis, actually. I think you've created a fun, non-stressful golf environment where he could safely discover his abilities and the forces of physics and where he could observe other golfers, younger um, younger and older, and realize that golf can be a part of life and a way to connect with other people. And you created a golf culture in our household, and we all need culture as it gives a sense of belonging. That's how I personally believe it is. Um, it is so important, especially for young people, to feel that they're part of something that connects them with their family, their friends, and the world. And uh, this positivity in his experience comes from exactly this connection. Well, thank you. That's kind of you to say that. <laughs> it's important that things that I have helped with him along the way, which isn't necessarily technical aspects of his golf, but it's kind of like what you talked about, which is kind of create an environment or culture or experience around his golf. I think his kind of developing into, you know, who he is today as a person, but also, you know, how he actually plays the game of golf. And I think if most people looked at his golf swing, they would say his swing looks like quite a nice swing. However, the reality is you and I haven't taught him really anything about the golf swing. It's just he's wanted to go and play golf and he's found ways to explore it. And like you said, I think in a safe environment where, you know, making mistakes is okay. And he doesn't have to worry about hitting a good shot or a bad shot. And he's just able to just keep doing what he enjoys. And he's kind of found the most efficient way to get the ball to fly into the air. And I think that's, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a true test of that. And I think it has really proven to be true. So exactly. uh, uh, I just wanted to add, it's a safe environment, both in a mental way and in a physical way. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. So I think beyond just the actual golf course, I think children need a lot more than just going out to the drum range or going to golf classes or whatever. And I think immersing children into anything is extremely important. Even our oldest son, Dominic, he would watch golf videos of Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy day in and day out over and over and over. And I think, like you said, too, he's had an opportunity just to see other children. I think also he's seen these videos where he's somehow been able to simulate what he sees and be able to perform that. And then beyond that, I think even here, just for us at our household, I think you've done a good job of immersing him into the sport and other sports and education and other activities. And you started creating some really cool things recently. And I think it would be great for you to share with families listening and even coaches out there too, of what you've done recently, how the idea came about and, um, you know, why it's so important to help get the children even more involved and immersed in whatever it is they're doing. Um, thank you, Travis, for appreciating my ideas and, and my recent work. And I'm sure that you built some type of um, tension and suspension right now. So I I am going to deliver the message to everybody. I started creating riddles uh, for children. And I'm super excited about it because I just love doing it. And I've seen a great feedback from children um, who uh, who 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 listen and who who read my riddles um the idea started with me coming across a book of riddles for children um one day and i wanted to create something similar that would be suitable for dominic for our son 
Um, so I created a personalized book of riddles for him and with images and questions that were uh, related to his experiences. And uh, because of because he liked golf, uh, some of the riddles were related to golf as well. And I started also gifting the riddles to family and friends and it, children really liked it. So the way I know they liked it is they always asked for more. So I ended up just drawing more of these riddles and I still keep drawing them. Yeah, I think they're so cool because, you know, from what I've done and how I've used them, whether it's different types of genres or topics related to a variety of things, it seems like it really keeps young and early learners engaged and you'd be surprised how quickly they can understand things. And this is an idea that kind of sparked from both of us was to start doing a topic related to golf and actually start doing some riddles for golf. So you know, is there anything you'd like to say about what you're going to be doing for golf and maybe the age group that you're going to start preparing for for the golf riddles? I'd like to create a um, set of golf-related riddles starting with the very young age for toddlers. By toddlers, I mean children aged from 18 months to three years because I th- there aren't many educational uh, resources for children this in this age group. And uh, then I'd like to move on to a little bit more complex riddles for older children, all in the field of uh, of golf. And the goal would be to introduce uh, children to the vocabulary related to golf and and to strengthen the golf culture um, for the families who are immersed in golf. Yeah, I think it's great. And I haven't actually seen the final product. I know you're trying to surprise me of what you're putting together, but what would be an example of what one of these golf riddles would look like for one of the early learners? So through these riddles, children can improve their golf-related vocabulary, their attention to detail when they're on the golf course or practicing on a putting green, um, and they just can become more curious about the game of golf. So, for example, one of the riddles I created that is uh, golf-related um, has a picture of a golf club and uh, different types of balls in it. And the question asks, which ball can you hit with a golf club? So the children have to point to the right type of ball. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And again, you know, I think a lot of things related to anything you know, to get children fully involved in anything is to immerse them. And I think what you've got, what you've created is really cool. I like going through them. I think that the the quality of the work that you put together is awesome. If people want to find out more about what it is you're doing now, and then also maybe about what you're going to be doing going forward and also in relation to golf, where could people find more information about the riddles that you're putting together? Um, you can uh, check out uh, some of the riddles, um, by following my Instagram page at my little riddles and the riddles with the Z. And you can also request a, sa- a free sample in a PDF format to print um, by sending me an email to my little riddles at gmail.com and typing Raising Golfers podcast in the title. Uh, so I'll repeat it. It's my little riddles at gmail.com. I'll spell the first part M. Y-L-I-T-T-L-E-R-I-D-D-L-E-Z at gmail.com. All right, perfect. Yeah, I think you guys should definitely check this out. I think it's really cool if you've got early learners in your household or if you're coaching early learners, this will be a great resource for you. And I hope that it can help immerse children 
more into the game of golf. And then, like I said, even more into other aspects of their development. Now, Bianca, before I let you go, and I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking the time out. I know it's not easy with our two young boys. We're actually recording this while they are sleeping, which has given us the best opportunity and time to do this recording, which is great. But what would be your final words of inspiration for raising golfers? And that would be for, I think, a lot of families who are listening that have young learners interested in playing the game of golf. If you'd like to get your children into golf, I think that you should start playing as a family together. And in order to do it, you definitely have to find a kid-friendly facility that allows you to practice and play together. And then the next step would be to find programs that bring children and families interested in golf together. And these kind of programs do it through group practice and group play. Um, So... These two things would be are very important. And then you can also watch professional tournaments together or read golf-related literature to your children. And this is pretty much it. That's what we did with our children, and it's worked very well. I would totally agree. Yeah, I think that's great advice for anybody that's listening. And I think that's also not only what I'm trying to do just for our own household, but also for the families involved in the golf programs that are coming to Rancho Carlsbad. And I think it's just a very positive way for everybody to enjoy the game, even myself while I'm coaching it or being part of our family growing up in golf. So Bianca, thank you so much again for taking the time out. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and hopefully we can have you back here on the podcast again soon. Thank you very much, Travis. It was very nice talking to you about um, our children, about golf and about uh, our experiences in raising golfers. All right, there you have it. What a wonderful episode spent with my lovely wife, Bianca, sharing so much great information for us and really giving us just kind of a glimpse into what her thoughts are as a mother of two very young boys growing up in the game of golf. A couple of big takeaways that I had from this episode from what she had to share was how important it is to develop lifelong skills and how those can be developed through a game like golf. I also think it's quite important and something that she and I see quite eye to eye on is that immersing them into something is extremely important. So for example, fully immersing them into a game of golf could be them watching on TV, could be them playing at the golf course in the driving range in a group class or even at home with these new riddles she has as well or reading different literature. I think those things are all great things to immerse somebody into the game of golf and I think it'll give children the best experience they can have. Bianca was able to think clearly about what her goal would be for our boys and I think the goal that she has is quite light and I would recommend that. I think for anybody, I think their goal should be quite light and really I think we have to think that the experience has to be at the forefront for our children and that we want to make sure that they grow up having positive experiences in whatever it is that they do. So I'd love to hear your feedback from this episode. If you have any questions about anything that Bianca had to say or any questions about her riddles, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me via the podcast Instagram account or Facebook account. Thanks so much for taking the time to come out and listen to this episode and look forward to having you back here next week. Thanks so much.